Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Progressive helps you compare direct auto rates from a variety of companies so you can find a great one, even if it's not with them. Quote today at Progressive.com to find a rate that works with your budget. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Hello and welcome to This Day in Esoteric Political History from Radiotopia. My name is Jody Avergan. This day, December 14th in 2008, at a news conference in Baghdad, Iraq, an Iraqi journalist threw his shoes at President George W. Bush. Um, that's it. That's the intro. Okay. <laughs> Most of you probably see that in your heads right now because I think anyone who's following politics or had access to the internet in late 2008 is probably able to picture it. Uh, a small press conference room. Bush is wrapping up his remarks. Someone about four rows back starts yelling, stands up, whips one shoe at Bush, then another. And I do want to say right off the bat, to his credit, he ducks and dodges and weaves and does sort of duck those shoes in a fairly agile, uh, impressive fashion. You know, former athlete George W. Bush did a good job. Could you? Do you think you could avoid the shoe? That's, that's the key question yeah. here. Uh, the key question <laughs> is, where's the Secret Service? Well, that's, that would do. Okay. There's a lot of key questions right. here to get into them. Are as always, Nicole Hammer of Columbia and Kelly Carter Jackson of Wellesley. Hello there. Hello, Jody. Hey there. <laughs> that shoe was coming fast. Could you have, du- from not that far away, do you think you could have ducked it? Twice. That's the oh. thing. To me, it's the duck recovery duck again. That is <laughs> he would have got impressive. me on the second pass. He would have got me. Yep. <laughs> the follow-up shoe would have been the, the yeah. one that did me in as well. Uh, yeah. So, look, I mean, we this has been on the list since day one. This is truly one of those moments. This <laughs> sort of lodges in your brain. Lots of silliness and weirdness and sort of Mm. interesting rabbit holes to go down the larger context of course is you know the iraq war which was bush's doing um and a press conference obviously at this point bush was leaving office obama had won Mm -hmm. you know obama had run on the fact that the iraq war was largely a disaster i think many people here and certainly in iraq felt that it was bush's goes to baghdad and i remember at the time just being like the audacity of this is is, is something Mm -hmm. um Goes to Baghdad, gives a press conference where, you know, I wouldn't say he's trying to, like, rewrite history and say, oh, this was actually a success. But he is certainly trying to wrap up his legacy, let's put it that way, by giving a joint press conference in Iraq. At a point in which his approval ratings in the U.S. had bottomed out, right? Um, There was a global financial crisis underway at the moment. Um, The U.S. had turned its attention away from Iraq and towards Afghanistan, and yet there was Mm -hmm. still a large troop presence there. Um, And the war had just gone so badly. I mean, at this point, we're a couple of years out from um, 
the photographs of Abu Ghraib, um, the knowledge of the torture that's gone on, the hundreds of thousands, if not million civilians killed in Iraq. Mm -hmm. And so you have somebody who is watching this, an Iraqi journalist, Muntadar al-Zaidi, who is listening to George W. Bush at this moment. Everything didn't go perfectly, but here are all the good things that we have brought Mm. to Iraq since the invasion. And honestly... Bush is lucky that a shoe was the only thing that was thrown at him because you can imagine all of the rage someone would feel sitting in that room from the Iraqi perspective. Oh, yeah. And Al-Zaidi pretty much talks about like almost going blind with rage. Like all he saw was Bush and all he could think of was the destruction, the millions of lives lost, the mosques destroyed people's lives who were just completely ruined. And here comes along Bush trying to put a bow on it, trying to, um, I don't know, have some sort of consolation prize. And it just, he was not buying any of it. And and he sort of loses his mind in the middle of that. He takes off a shoe and, and throws it at his head. Yeah. And by all accounts, you know, Azaidi was just moved in the moment, was not, this was not premeditated. And, you yeah. know, he was a journalist there. I think there's some interesting stuff to yeah. say here about kind of journalism and sort of the way that, and whether you should have, you know, the passions that can enter even into a, a, a journalist, but we can get to that. But, you know, again, I think so much of this as it was portrayed here, and it is, it's absurd and ridiculous and over the top. And, and there's so many, you know, tidbits, but I think the larger context is so important that this was an mm. act of, of rage and like, um, mm-hmm. you know, a cry uh, in some yeah. sense. And what he, Zaidi yells as he rises up and throws the shoe is he says, this is a farewell kiss from the Iraqi people dog. He yells mm-hmm. that in Arabic as he throws his first shoe. Um, and I think that's really yeah. important, both the mm. insult dog and the throwing of the shoes, because yes. it means something specific in Arabic culture, right? The shoe is a supreme insult to show oh. the sole of your shoe to someone, much yeah. less throw a shoe at someone, because it's the thing that makes contact with the ground. And dog, too, is a specific insult in Arabic culture, which suggests, again, like that you're low down, that you're unclean. Yes. And so there is something um, deeply cultural about what seems very funny to Americans to throw a shoe, um, but that has this very specific meaning. No, they're deep. That's a deep (laughs) insult. It's not superficial. It's not, you jerk. This is much more than that. Right. I will say there was a little bit of like a interesting uh, pushback where, you know, like the New York Times would write it up and be like, well, you know, in Iraq, throwing your shoe at someone is a sign of disrespect. It's like, well, I would say most places throwing your shoe at someone is probably a, it's not a sign of respect. Uh, but in New yes, York, I mean, throwing yeah. your shoe yeah. at someone. <laughs> That's how we yeah. say hello. Like, it's not like if this was in some other country, they'd be like, oh, thank you. Uh, size, size Thanks for the free shoe. Uh, yeah. but, um, but yes, I think certainly the, um, the cultural context here um, and there is a long Wikipedia page of uh, the history of shoe throwing incidents. Um, it is something you know that people have done from time to time. Uh, and yes, the the, the showing your souls. Um, an interesting tidbit is that Saddam Hussein had a mosaic of the elder Bush at the entrance of Baghdad's Rashid Hotel, so that visitors would would step on that likeness as they entered the hotel as a sort of sign of insult. So yes, I mean I think the shoe is not a coincidence here. Right. And and shoes had been attached to pictures of Saddam Hussein and thrown at his statue when it was being toppled. So I think what, an important thing to draw out here is that it is not that 
these were people who were opposed to Saddam Hussein being deposed. I mean, millions yes. of Iraqis had suffered under the Hussein regime, but they had not asked for this lengthy, deadly invasion from the United States. And so for many Iraqis, it's uh, they're using the same insult against mm-hmm. Bush as they did Hussein. So let's jump to the U.S. reaction, and then we'll go back and talk about how this the fallout in Iraq. But, you know, in the U.S., no surprise, this is fodder. Uh, mm-hmm. The Internet is in an interesting place in 2008. The Daily Show is still going very strong. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. You know, the Daily Show probably played this like seven times a night for three straight <laughs> months or something. You know, but it's a sensation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was easy to make fun of, but it was also enjoyable to make fun of too because i think people were just like oh so so we're not the only ones that are that are pissed to be like in solidarity in that moment with just like the throwing of the shoe i think was so so wild and his life wasn't in danger right i think that it might have been different had it been a knife attack or a gunshot but this was a shoe being thrown at him so there was something absurd about it and even his ability to duck it right like he looked ridiculous and that's why it played in such comedic ways in the u.s yeah and it would have been different if it was you know spit too you know what i mean like i think um there's something gross about bodily fluid there's something violent about a knife or a gun but a shoe sort of that middle of the road where it's like we are trying to insult you maybe harm a little bit but not like hurt we want to send a message that that what you have done is violent in and of itself like the cyclists Uh, who flipped off the uh trump motorcade yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. um yeah and i mean as an act of political theater right which i think is a long legacy of and around the world you know it sort of fits right in um Zaid is tackled to the ground azaid is tackled to the ground and and inside the room no surprise um Mm -hmm. Everyone's like befuddled and sort of figuring out there's chaos in the moment. Um, He's arrested. The shoes are confiscated and detonated. Uh, They're what? They're worried that there are explosives inside the shoes or something. I guess we're still living in the shoe bomber era. (laughs) We are. (laughs) Uh, Um, Unnecessary and excessive. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Can I at least have my shoes back? Which is too bad because those shoes were something that um, people really wanted to get their hands on afterwards. I I would imagine. Yeah. And Azaidi becomes a bit of a folk hero in Iraq. Though There is, you know, split opinion about whether this cross the line, but there are thousands of people who take to the streets calling for his release. Um, there's questions about whether this was, you know, sort of a dishonoring a guest, regardless of your political beliefs, so forth. Um, I think we're entering the just lots of fascinating tidbits to this story phase here. So I'll start with one. Yeah. The Turkish cobbler who made Zaidi shoes got thousands and thousands of orders over the course of a single week in the week, uh, you know, in the aftermath of this. Everyone wanted the same pair of shoes that got hurled at George W. Bush. I love that. And there was a real yeah. battle over authorship, too, of those shoes, because everyone everyone wanted to claim to be the uh-huh. cobbler who made the shoes that got thrown at Bush. Yeah, yeah. What I think is the most incredible thing is the sculpture uh-huh. of, of the eight-foot-long copy of the shoes that was placed as a pedestal outside of a of an orphanage in um, Tikrit, with, <laughs> with someone basically saying, when the next generation 
sees the shoe monument, they will ask their parents about it. And then their parents will start talking about the hero who threw his shoe at George W. Bush. <laughs> and I'm like, that to me is everything. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> like, yeah, that the shoe gets its own statue is is yeah. pretty great. Yeah, and I just love, you know, the idea that like... Sure, maybe at some age a p- kid would ask their parent, like, what's the deal with that shoe in a Sparker story? But, but there will be many, many more years where the kid is just confused. <laughs> and yeah, just like, yeah, just like walks by it every day going to school. It's like, what the heck is this shoe? It's like, I live, it's like man, I live in a weird town. <laughs> so, you know, there is a criminal proceeding here uh, in in mm-hmm. early 2009. There is a trial and uh, Zaidi tells the Central Criminal Court that he acted spontaneously because he heard Bush touting his achievements. Um, in March of 2009, he was sentenced to three years in prison for assaulting a foreign head of state during an official mm. visit. Um, he was released after nine months, uh, released early. He had no prior criminal record, and he had good behavior in, during his arrest. Um, and he then, in 2009, another fascinating tidbit here, Al-Zaidi is speaking at a news conference in Paris, and an Iraqi man in the audience stands up, accuses him of, of supporting dictatorship, and flings a shoe at him. The flinger has become the flingy. Uh, <laughs> what goes around comes I around. Suppose, I suppose. So, go shoes. <laughs> I tried to find video. I don't know if he was as agile in the ducking of the shoe, but I suppose I suppose you're asking for it. Um, do is there anything to say? Maybe I'm overthinking. Is there anything to say about the fact that he was a journalist? I mean, I don't know. We have all these like fraught conversations in this country about journalists showing opinions and so forth and you know I don't know does it matter I mean I think that it is overwrought um, even in the U.S. context what objectivity is and what objectivity looks like I'm not saying that journalists need to be throwing shoes but if your country had been invaded and a million people killed what does it mean to be objective in that moment when you're facing down the architect of that invasion it just Mm. I mean sure like there's a value in being able to ask questions in that moment, I suppose, but there is also a value in being a human being in that moment. So yeah. it's hard to hard to fault him, um, especially given that this was more of an insult than an attack. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think that is why so many people sort of rallied around him a bit because it just felt like such a gut human response. Mm-hmm. Um to rage and something that again universally understood, right? Uh, no one is is um, throwing shoes is like a high five, you know. Yeah. So, um, this incident, I mean, you know, it lives on in our hearts and our imaginations. <laughs> but it also <laughs> popped back up a little bit just because uh, just a few years ago in 2018, uh, Muntadar Al Zaidi ran for uh, the Iraqi Council of Representatives. I mean, I don't know internal Iraqi politics. To me, I feel like in this country, being the shoe throwing guy would be a great leg up. You could win a Republican or Democratic oh, yeah. primary just on yep, that alone. Sure um, but he doesn't. <laughs> sure he doesn't get many votes. Uh, and he and uh, in 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 the May election, you know, he he runs, but he does not get elected. So maybe um, maybe they actually looked at his policies, <laughs> like unlike what we would do in this country. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't build a platform around a shoe. That's true. <laughs> you? <laughs> you can put a shoe on a platform like they did in. We should say that the woman who flipped off the Trump motorcade also ran for office. And in this country, she won her seat. 
There you go. She won a seat on the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors. So it can wow. be a platform in the U.S. to insult a world leader. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. That's crazy. Amazing. Um, <laughs> one last tidbit, um, which I find wonderful, is that apparently there was, a, there was a Maureen Dowd column that she wrote during the 2016 presidential election where she recounted watching George H.W. Bush see the rise of Trump. George H.W. Bush, I think, hated Trump and sort of hated the rise of Trump. And apparently, while, while like watching CNN and seeing Trump, Bush took off his, his shoe and threw it at the TV, um, which... Nice, a nice little homage. I don't know if that says something about the sort of father-son dynamic, but I just love it as a moment of real cross-cultural exchange, right? We have now brought Absolutely. that tradition to this country, yes. um, and I think yes. we should adopt it, and I, why not? Shoe-throwing. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, man. Jody's platform for when he runs for office. Yeah, more shoe-throwing. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, look, I the, the chancla is like a huge legacy in, in this country. I mean, there is there is um, weaponized shoes is not totally outside of the norm of this country. So, yes, we'll have to do a spinoff yeah, podcast on weaponized shoes. Yeah, exactly. uh, some James Bond type stuff. <laughs> right. I still feel like there needs to be like a like, a, you know, those who live in glass houses, like those who wear shoes. Ooh. Shouldn't those shoes. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know what it would be, but we'll like get there. something. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm really glad we did this one. Uh, Nicole Hemmer, thanks to you as always. Thank you, Jody. And Kelly Carter-Jackson, thanks to you as always. My pleasure. Yeah. So what if the guy threw a shoe at me? It is, as you may have heard, an election year. But do you feel like you have a lot of choices? Here are the new candidates, same as the old candidates. How did we get here again? The fact is, our democracy is broken. We can all feel it, and there's data to back it up, too. A Princeton University study found that public opinion has near zero impact on what laws are passed. You know what does have an impact, though? Money! You can call it lobbying, you can call it super PAC spending, you can call it corruption. But luckily, there are things we can do right now to fix this broken system. This podcast is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition, a group that's banding together to make our democracy better. We're working with Represent Us, the largest grassroots organization fighting to end corruption city by city and state by state. You can join the movement too. Go to represent.us slash podcast to find out more. Radiotopia. From PRI.